0: It's All Good. Hi, everyone. Welcome to It's All Good. This is a podcast all about well being. Every episode, I have a new guest join me to share personal stories and give ways to take care of health and wellness. I'm Lauren, and today I'm joined by my friend Karina. In this episode, we talk about how to better understand others by learning about different cultures and different ways of living. Karina will share how her upbringing taught her to be open-minded and empathetic towards people from cultures different from her own. We'll talk about how traveling to new places can soften our judgment of others, the link between open-mindedness and well-being, and ways to expand our cultural horizons. Just so you know, we recorded this a few months ago, before the time of COVID. All right, let's meet our guest! Hi, I'm Karina. Um, Lauren's great friend (laughs) back by popular demand (laughs) I know a lot of you guys were wondering when I was going to be back today's the day Um, in case you forgot I was actually on Lauren's podcast last season last year we recorded um, and she asked me to come in and we talked about positivity and like how to implement um, a more positive lifestyle and it was really great so if you want to listen to that you can look at it I guess (laughs) you can look at it you don't have to listen to it
1: (laughs) That's just look at the fine. description. Don't listen
0: to it at all. Yeah, the description's fine. So basically the entire episode. So just kidding. Yeah. You should listen to it. Thank you so much for wanting to be on my podcast again. Thanks for asking me. Of course. I was so pleased. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. You asked me back. I mean, you're only here for like a week because you that's live in true. LA, so mm-hmm. I had to schedule you in. I literally like, <laughs> dropped everything to get you in here. Did you actually? Actually, no. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds, um, that sounds like I'm super busy and like it was hard <laughs> to get you in. It really wasn't. I wasn't doing anything anyway. Me neither, honestly. Uh, so yeah, welcome. Thanks. And usually we talk about how we know each other, but we already did that, so listen to our other episode if you want to know. But basically, we went to high school together. So Karina, I asked you to come with a memory that we've had together. Would you like right. to share it? Um, I just want to preface this by saying it was really hard to come up with a memory because we have so many together. <laughs> Not because... None of them are good. <laughs> um but no, honestly, I really think that, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I really think that our friendship, like, kickstarted or, like, became better, like, once we graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I definitely got to know you more on, like, because I don't know, like, in high school, you just, like, sit next to each other, or you, like, talk about your lunch, whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't tutor you in math. No, I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you don't really learn a lot about a person. Mm-hmm. Like, from, like, we never really hung out outside of school, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, now that we've... Like taking the initiative to like see each other whenever I'm back or like, um, whenever we're like in the same place. Like it's just been nice to like know you on a deeper level that I honestly wouldn't have like thought of like five <laughs> years ago. Yeah, um, and like specifically like I was really touched. So I so I graduated in May. Um, and I invited some of my friends to come, and Lauren was, like, really excited. She was, like, oh, like, I really want to make it work. Like, I want to come and, like, celebrate with you. And I just thought that was really nice. It really touched my heart Aww. that she, like, made the trip and everything. And it was so funny, too, because she was, like, um, oh, I land at this time, but if you – Kaylin's my other friend who came. And she was, like, if you and Kaylin have plans, like, I can just wait at the airport. <laughs> I was, like, Lauren, who do you think I am? Like, I'm not going to make you wait at the airport. <laughs> because one of you guys like had plans to go to like the museum that day no i know but we obviously like catered our schedule around your arrival (laughs) that's true that's so funny (laughs) yeah it was such a fun trip and getting to like hang out with you and your family and caitlin yeah you and me and your uncle really got along well which one uh all of them oh (laughs) me and your mom really got to hang out Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, nice good good (laughs) (laughs) God. <laughs> so, it's funny because my memory also has to do from that trip. Oh, okay. I'm ready to hear it. I don't know if this is going to sound bad to people listening to this, <laughs> but... So, we were at Karina's graduation mass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Uh, I'll decide later if I want to include this. No, but- definitely include it. Okay. Definitely <laughs> include it. Because I think if you know... if I Like, I think I know what you're saying. If you know my mother specifically, <laughs> like, this just makes it the best story. <laughs> If you know Bambi, then yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> if you know Bambi, not Christine. <laughs> Some people have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what the difference between those are? So my mother's birth name <laughs> is Christine. Um, this will all tie in, I promise. Yeah. So her birth name is Christine. That's her her like go-to identity. Um, however, her nickname, also from birth, has been Bambi, and that's, like, her alter ego. Like, ba- like Christine After Hours is Bambi. Um, if you follow her on Instagram, at cbgoose, you know exactly what I mean. Honestly, yeah. I would check out her account even without knowing her. It's pretty funny. So, anyway, back to the story. Mm-hmm. So, we're at Mass, and I'm sitting beside Kaylin and Karina, and your family is behind us. And all of a sudden, I see, like, this hand extend like behind me and and then holding a phone and it's on camera mode and and I'm looking at myself in the phone I'm thinking what is going on like who's taking a picture of us I turn around it's, it's your mom trying to take a selfie of us at mass I also just want to emphasize we if you so if you go to LMU if you listen to this hopefully some of my friends are <laughs> but we had the graduation mass like in the gym essentially just because it was a larger space and we had gotten there a little late so we were sat on the floor like essentially oh, yeah. floor seats Basically, to give you an idea, like, if we were at an actual church, we would have been at the altar. Honestly, sad. yeah. Like, I was sat across the president. <laughs> I could see the priest. Like, everything was happening. And my mother decides to take a selfie during mm-hmm. a pretty serious part of the mass. I'm not going to go into it. But <laughs> it was just a little the disturbing. Most inappropriate timing. You could have done it. <laughs> She's taking this. And it's so funny. When you look at the picture, like, none of us want to be there. None of us. We're smiling, but it's forced. And your mom thought nothing of it. She didn't think it was wrong. She didn't think it was... She got mad at me for telling her off. <laughs> did, you did you tell her off? Yeah, I was like, mom, like, put the phone away. And she was like, why? Like, what's wrong? Um, she also uploaded that photo to Facebook. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. you're friends with my mom on Facebook, <laughs> you can definitely check it out. I think that was just, like, it didn't surprise me at all that your mom, like, did Honestly, this. Honestly, no. It was just, like, of course Bambi would do that, you know? <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> That's an indication of a... Uh, who we are, who we your are. Mom is. Mostly who your mom is. Who my really. mom is. And honestly, have I think well, I think our moms are pretty similar. Uh my mom would be oh. <laughs> No, but I, I mean, mom would probably disagree. <laughs> no, no, no. But I feel like I feel like our moms are pretty similar in that like they get on pretty well and like we get on pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think our moms are just really interesting characters. Yes, that's it, what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's about us. Yeah. <laughs> So I think, like, if you know me, I feel like traveling's always been a really big part of my life. My mom has always worked for um, an airline. Like, yeah, she's always worked for an airline. So we've been lucky as a family to kind of, like, reap those benefits, I guess. Like, we get pretty affordable flights and, like, we don't have to book them too far in advance. So, like, ever since I was a kid, like, it was just, like, I wasn't, I was never, like, scared of airplanes or I was never, like, anxious to go to the airport. Like, it was just, like, a part of our life. Um, and from that, from a really young age, I've been ex- I've had the opportunity to been exposed to, like, a lot of different cultures and a lot of countries that, like, are very different from, like, what I'm familiar with. Um, and I think with that, like, over time, the natural progression of things has just made me and, like, the rest of my family, like, really open-minded to other cultures and, like, just different, like, mindsets, different ways of thinking. Because I think the two are, like, very... Um, like, they work hand in hand, like, your, your culture and, like, what you were raised in will, like, directly impact, like, your mindset, regardless of whether or not you agree with that culture or not. I think it's just, like, like, it forms your values or, like, what you don't believe in, what you believe in. Another big, like, part of my life was that when I was in grade five, so from grade five to six and seven, we lived in the Philippines, um... And I was able to see, like, the culture that my mom grew up in. And I was exposed to... And, like, we had been to the Philippines a lot in the past, like, over the summers or, like, visiting other family. But, like, it's one thing to, like, go on holiday there and, like, have fun and, like, be on, like, this tropical island and hang out and stuff. But it's another thing to, like, actually live there and, like, be immersed in the culture and, like, understand, like, why things are the way things are there. Because... I don't know if this makes sense. I don't know if this is like how everybody feels, but I feel like those years, like your middle, like kind of middle school years, like are very formative in terms of like you're going through a lot of changes and like all your friends are kind of going through a lot of changes. So like being put in an environment that's immediately different than what I was used to kind of like was a, a lot of a shock at first, but because it was like, because everything was a change, it kind of like blended into one overall change, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, like, all these, like, a perfect storm of, like, all these changes happening at the same time. Um, And I genuinely feel like if I never lived in the Philippines then I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't be the same person I was today because I think I definitely changed, like, even though I was, like, 12, I definitely changed, like, how I thought, like, how I viewed the world and, like, how things functioned um, because I was able to see, like, such a stark contrast from, like, East versus West. So, yeah. And then when I came back too, like that was a that was a culture shock because it was kind of like growing up as a kid, like we would live in Canada and then go on a holiday in the Philippines. But then when we live in the Philippines, we would go on holiday in Canada. So I kind of forgot what it was like to live in North America and how society functioned here. So coming back for high school, like I definitely felt like. Like there was like a learning curve almost of like how to act in society and like how to behave like with my friends, because I felt like. I was different I mean I definitely was different but I felt I saw it as a negative thing back then oh I see so living in the Philippines helped you to learn about different mindsets that were different from North America yeah not even like North America just like my own I feel like because a lot of my so we were a new school um and so we had all transferred from like other schools and like other cultures and stuff um so it was it was just nice because like I mean it was just nice to like be exposed to that and like know like oh, like, in their family, they do it this way because of this and, like, that. And, like, I'd never really thought about, like, I, like, when I was a young kid, like, I knew that different people were, like, different because they were, like, raised differently. But i never thought about it in, like, a broken down sense. Like, why specifically? You know what I mean? But when I went to, like, my friend, like, my other friend's houses, it's, like, I, and I saw how their families functioned. It became very clear to me, like, the reasons why versus just kind of passing it off as, like, Oh, they're different because they were raised differently, which I feel felt like was like a more elementary thought. And so, living in like a different environment kind of like s- explained it to me, like on a more broken down level. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know you had. Uh, well, I know you lived in Philippines, <laughs> obviously, but I didn't know you had. I just went missing for three years. <laughs> I remember this is so random, but our friend Shannon who went to your elementary school yeah. and, and our high school, she was saying, yeah, Karina just left us for three years, <laughs> like, to fend for ourselves. <laughs> and, oh, The yeah. wilderness of elementary school. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, and then she decides to come back for high school. <laughs> I don't know if Shan said that or, like, one of our other friends, That's but... So funny. I just think it's funny. They make it sound like you... Like a vendetta, almost. Exactly. You, you know? left them on a stranded island. You went to, you know, hang out. In the and mountains. I came back whenever I wanted to. Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, sure. And that goes into what we want to talk about today, which is open-mindedness, and especially thinking about the cultural aspect of that. And we're talking about how being exposed to different cultures helps you become more open-minded because you get to see different ways of living. And we talk a lot about traveling, which is something that you've gone to do a lot. Mm -hmm. So tell me about how your experiences of traveling helped you to be more open-minded. I think when I was a kid, I had a very, like, even today, honestly, which isn't the best thing, but it was really strong when I was a kid. I had a very, like, sink or swim mindset. Like, I felt like if I wasn't like everybody else or if I wasn't like the majority, then I would just, like, miss out on a lot of things and, like, be on, like, the lesser end, like, the shorter stick, kind of. Get the shorter stick. Um, And so that came out a lot when I moved to the Philippines, um, and I wanted to be like everybody else, and I wanted to be like oh yeah, I was raised here too. Like I have the same values too and like I know exactly what you guys are talking about even though that was clearly not the case. Um, But traveling from a young age like and even now sometimes too like whenever I go to a new place like I'm so hyper conscious of like how I behave and like how I interact with people because I'm so worried. I don't know why I have this fear but I'm so worried of like being like pointed out as a tourist. You know what I mean? Because I feel like in a lot of places, like, oh, like, if you're a tourist, like, that's seen in, like, a negative light, and I feel, like, the negative image of tourists that they're, like, disrespectful to the culture that they're visiting, and they're just, like, not aware of, like, or appreciative of what they're seeing. So, like, I've always just been, like, really self-conscious of, like, how I behave in a new place. Like, I try to, like, see how other people interact with each other and how other people behave, and I try to mimic that behavior as much as possible. Um... Like, if we're somewhere that, like, everyone else is really quiet and, like, my family says something, like, really loud, like, I get super embarrassed and, like, I just feel really uncomfortable. Um, But the better side of having that personality trait is that I feel like it's been really easy for me to just kind of, like, adapt. Um, And I don't know if that's just, like, my personality or, like, because I've had the opportunity to, like, go to a lot of different places since I was a young kid. I don't know. I feel like when when you're a kid and if you're... Like, when you're younger and you're, like, exposed to something that you're not familiar to, you don't really think about it. You just kind of, like, accept it right away, you know? So I think, like, I don't know. Like, I can't really, I'm sure there was a moment at one point. But I feel like looking back, like, at my life in general, there was never really one moment where I was like, oh, this is weird. And, like, I don't like it, you know? Because I was always constantly, like, exposed to different things that were, like, unfamiliar to me. So the concept of, like, oh, this is weird, I don't like it never really popped up because it's, like, I always saw something different. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? You found it easy to adapt to different cultures and different ways of thinking. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like I never – because even, like, when we traveled a lot, like, we, would, we wouldn't always go to, like, the same places we would go. And I guess when you're a kid, like, everything's new, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so just to, to be, like, constantly, like, exposed and, like, seeing different things. Like, I didn't – I guess in my child mind, I didn't have a chance – to be, like, oh, this is different than what I'm used to. Because at that point, like, I wasn't really used to, like, one set thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So then now, as an adult, do you feel like that helped you in being more open-minded to different people in general? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I feel like going to university is when it really came up. Um, I went to school in Los Angeles, um, which is also, like, a very diverse place similar to Vancouver. Um And, I don't know, I feel like even though Vancouver's pretty diverse, it's a very small community, just, like, the population is lower, and, like, it's easier to, like, have connections with people you know. Um, But going to Los Angeles, where I literally knew nobody, like, I just kind of had to, like, make new friends, and, like, talk to new people, and, like, I was just introduced to, like, a wider array of people than I was exposed to in Vancouver, um, and just having that personality trait of, like, being able to adapt, um... And, like, talk to people who were not like myself um, and be just being more open-minded. It was just, like, easier to adjust in general. And I didn't feel so, like, I didn't feel, like, so far away from people so that I couldn't connect with them, you know. Because it was easy to connect with, like, people on, like, small things, which eventually became, like, bigger things. One of my friends, Ella... Hopefully she's listening. Um, she she loves reading. She's like my go to person when I need like a book recommendation. Um, and so I was going on holiday maybe like two years ago now, and I just asked for like a bunch of book recommendations, and she recommended this book called "The Geography of Bliss," and essentially it's about this writer, like this journalist, um, and he wants to kind of get to the root of like what drives like a society like what makes them particularly happy or like what makes them particularly sad um so he goes to 10 different countries and one of the countries he goes to is Qatar um I've never been to Qatar personally so I don't really know much about it but the sense I got from reading his book was that it's a country that's just gone into like a lot of wealth very recently so kind of he so the reason why he went there was to explore like is there really a relationship between like wealth and happiness um and this one man he interviews um for his book says something really interesting because he the the, I forget his name but the author of the book asked him like oh how come Qataris or like people from the Middle East in general is are seen as like so rough or kind of like 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 very straight to the point in almost like an offensive way, even though that's not their intention, and the man he was speaking to was like, "You have to understand that these people like are from the desert like generationally, even though it's in, like a very well developed city now or a very well developed country now, like in the past they were in the desert, and he asked him he was like, If you had to walk miles and miles through like all this heat and like all this sand." And you come across water, you wouldn't say, oh, excuse me, sir. May I have a sip of water? (laughs) You would say, get out of the way. I need my water. Um, And he was saying, like, that's just the way it is. So, like, sometimes you see people from Qatar talk to other people and they seem quite like their manner of speaking is quite rough. But that's just like that's just an example of like where you're from geographically and the culture you're raised impacts like your behavior and like impacts like your mindset. And I just thought that was interesting because I've never been there and I'd never, like, like, I don't know a lot about the Middle East. And I think that can be translated into, like, other countries too. I can't think of any examples right now. But I just feel like geographically, like, the history of, like, where you're from and, like, what people before you kind of had to go through impacts, like, your mindset, even though it's not a direct correlation, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Right. So that's just that oh. that's interesting. Everyone should read that book. It's, like, one of the best. Yeah. It's incredible. Okay. Yeah. That made me think about, in Chinese culture, how there's so much focus on group harmony and making sure everyone is happy kind of thing, mm-hmm. like focusing more on group happiness than individual happiness. Yeah. And, for example, maybe if someone from the culture is more, like, submissive, or you're like, why doesn't this person, like, have a backbone or something? Or yeah. Or maybe someone that's, like, really agreeable, and thinking about, oh, maybe it's because it might be because of the culture they're raised in, like their parents or what kind of traditions that they had. So Mm -hmm. thinking about it not as, oh, this is a quality I don't like in another person. It's like being more curious about maybe why they have that quality. Yeah, and just like understanding people Mm -hmm. more. I think like taking the time, because I think it's really easy to be like, oh, they're like this and I don't like that. But then I think taking the time, especially if they're like your friend, which I would (laughs) hope you would take the time. Mm -hmm. You could be like, oh, well, if you think about it, They're from this culture, and maybe they were raised a certain way, which makes them think that, like, this is the best way to behave in a group setting, because it's, because like, like you said, like, it's more about collective happiness. They want to please, like, the majority as opposed to, like, just pleasing themselves, Mm -hmm. kind of. Um, And something that I really connected with when you mentioned that was coming to North America after moving, or after living in the Philippines, and especially coming into university, um, like, family's always been, like, my number one value, like, like I'm literally ride or die you know what I mean yeah. um and I think a lot of my friends that I made in university who are from North America like it was difficult for them to kind of like understand that I mean I just want to say everyone loves their family you know what I mean that's pretty like universal but I think like the way I interacted with my family was at like, such an extreme like version of like what they were used to so that I was kind of seen as like like, I was constantly told by my friends, like, oh, like, you're an adult, you don't have to do this, or, like, you don't have to follow what they say, or you don't have to help them by doing this, because you're an adult, and it's, like, basically, because I was, sometimes, to be fair, like, sometimes I would complain, like, oh, like, I have to do this for my family, even though it's, like, um, in, like, conflicting with, like, something else I have to do in, like, my own personal life, or it would, like, kind of mess with, like, my personal schedule, and a lot of my friends would try to be, like, oh, well, you're an adult, like, you don't have to go ahead and do that, and for me, like, Because I was raised in a culture and I like saw it firsthand where like your family is like literally your tribe, like you don't go against them and like you do whatever you can and like whatever it takes for your family. Being in an environment where that was not the case was, I don't want to say I had like an identity crisis, (laughs) but it was just like so strange because like I didn't know how to communicate like my experience in relation with like why I valued my family as much as I do. Um, but I think now, obviously, like, over the past four years, and just over time, like, I have developed the tools. And I think, um, I think all my friends and I have grown together. So I think now, like, I'm more comfortable, not that I was uncomfortable, but I'm more capable talking about, oh, I value my family this much because A, B, and C. And this is what I experienced living in the Philippines. And I saw like XYZ, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And I think it's like another example of like, oh, it's not that Karina doesn't have a backbone. It's just that she was raised in a culture where like your family is everything. Right. Kind of. mm-hmm. Like yeah. every culture has different values. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And different like order of what your values. Mm-hmm. So, family is number one for you. Yeah. But for someone else, it might be like number 26, <laughs> <laughs> 37. Yeah. I mean, it's on the list, but on it's not list. like super high on the list. <laughs> oh, so, number, you think your number one is family? Oh, yeah. 100%. Right. And that's the great thing about culture is that (laughs) it's so different, like, depending on where you're raised. And even, like, for me, I mean, I'm Chinese, but I was born in Vancouver, so my life would have, or, like, I would have been really different had I lived in China or somewhere else because Vancouver is so progressive and just such a melting pot, too. Yeah, totally. So we were saying, like, growing up in Vancouver, we're so exposed to different cultures, um, In elementary school, like, I'm pretty sure 95% of people were Chinese. Oh, same. (laughs) So it was going to high school was so different for me because I was never surrounded by different cultures, really. So when I went to high school, so many different cultures. Oh, yeah. And totally, it was really cool, though. And just, like, geographically, too, like... People who went, sorry to cut you off, but, like, people who went to LFA were, like, from all over Metro Vancouver, whereas, like, I feel mm-hmm. like in elementary school, they were just, like, from your neighborhood or, like, from right. your specific part mm-hmm. of Vancouver, you know? Yeah, we had people from, like, all different parts of the Lower yeah. Mainland. Like, some of them I hadn't even heard of before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know? Burnaby? Just kidding. <laughs> 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 Richmond? <laughs> So I remember going to, like, my first friend at LFA, like, going to her house, and so, and her family is Italian, her parents made us pizza, and that was so, like, different for me, because, you know, I've grown up eating Chinese food, Mm -hmm. so it was kind of a culture shock of, like, oh, whoa, people live their lives so much differently. No, yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. like, I know that's so simple, um, but I go to one of my friend's houses for dinner quite often, um, Kaylin. In case anyone was wondering. Oh, Kaylin's been on the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. She talked about confidence, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check that one out, too. Season yep. one. Mm-hmm. um, Honestly, a prerequisite for season two. But Actually, yeah. <laughs> but I remember the first time I came to her house for dinner, it was just very different. Like, the eating cultures, like, everything, like, there was, like, a salad and, like, the meat part and, like, the vegetable parts all in separate bowls. And there was, like, bread and we were, like, passing it everything around, which was very different from my family, like, Growing up, like my mom would like give us the rice, and then we would get the toppings, or like, not the toppings, <laughs> like the whatever you <laughs> The eat, side, the yeah. side. I don't know how to like. Like in Filipino, you would say ulam. I don't know if that is um, English, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Or sometimes she would just like give us the plate, and there would be no questions about it. Um. Um, so it was just so interesting to see, and I think it was funny too because I it would. Be, I was like what, like eighteen when I saw that for the first time, like in <laughs> real life. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah. Which is different. Mm. But eating styles, like, even though it's something so minor, like, it's so communicative, I guess, of, like, your culture and, like, how you were raised and, like, what you're used to. Growing up in Vancouver is a very unique experience in that you're on the West Coast, you're in North America, but it was – I don't know if it's true, but I feel like it was really built on multiculturalism because a lot of – even today, like, compared to back then, like, a lot of people, when they immigrate to Canada, they only go to, like, a certain set of cities, and Vancouver is, like – one of those number one places where a lot of immigrants choose to first come. Um, So I think growing up, Lauren and I were in, like, really lucky situations where even though, like, theoretically, like, being Asian is sometimes, like, the minority depending where you are, like, honestly, we were probably the majority population. So there was never a sense of, like, the the typical experience of, like, experiencing what otherness feels like as a kid. And a prime example of this, which sounds quite elementary, but it's honestly so serious. Oh yeah. Um, there was a show when we were kids. I don't know if it's still on. Timothy goes probably to school. not. Well, no, because they're still making new episodes of Arthur. Like, it's are a, they? Yeah, dude. It's like what? a current show. Like, oh, there gosh. are episodes like coming out today. So is Arthur like a teenager now? Oh no, same age. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And it's all the same graphics and everything. I think so. Or- yeah. It's what? not like it's not like how the backyard or was it the backyardians? No, it's not like how Franklin became weird CGI from cartoon. I'm so behind on like the cartoon. Well, seasons. okay, my younger brother like still watches a lot of these shows. That's mm-hmm. why I like up, <laughs> I know okay, the window. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, there was an episode. For those of you don't know, the concept of Timothy goes to school. They're all in kindergarten. They're all a bunch of animals. That's basically it. Um, and they're misadventures going to school. I guess. Um, and there's this. The so main character is Timothy. He's a raccoon, and his best question mark friend I think <laughs> is Yoko, who's a gray Japanese cat. Um, and this one episode. They're, like, all eating lunch together or whatever, and Yoko whips out her sushi, which is incredible, mm-hmm. um, and everyone's, like, oh, yuck, like, what's that? Like, fish, that's so gross. And obviously, like, if you're a kid, like, that's pretty traumatizing to hear, like, mm-hmm. people you assume your friends are to, like, attack you in, like, something that's very closely knit to your identity. Mm-hmm. And then I remember there was a part where they're, like, whipping out their, I don't know if it's, like, the next day or they're like, whipping out their snacks or something, mm-hmm. But she opens her thermos, and they're like, oh, what do you have? And she's like, oh, I have ice cream. And they're like, oh, wow, cool. And she's like, red bean ice cream. And they're all like, oh, yuck. And I remember, honestly, like, I remember sat there in front of the TV being like, sucks for these kids. Like, I love red bean ice cream, you know? Um, But I think I was in a very lucky position growing up. Like, I never experienced, like, that sort of, like, prejudice. Because I think food is something also that's really closely associated with who you are and like what you're familiar with um but with that too like it's also so easy to like have your food be seen as like strange or like weird and like negative um so I think growing up in a community that was very diverse but also specifically Asian um I never experienced anything like that and then I can't think of like any specific examples in which like my race was like used negatively against me um, but I feel like now that I'm older, I'm so much, like, more well-adjusted than I was as a kid. So if and when a time arose where, like, someone made a negative comment, like, about my race or, like, my culture or, like, something like that, then it wouldn't impact me as much because I know – like, I understand, like, as an, a young adult <laughs> that it's coming from a place of, like, um, more of, like, ignorance and, like, being uncomfortable with something that they're unfamiliar with versus when you're a kid. I feel like if somebody – said something gross about, like, my lunch or made a negative comment about it, I would just think, oh, this is a personal attack because I don't have the skill set to, like, understand it in a different, like, in a more mature way, if that makes sense. You raise a really good point of, like, us living in Vancouver. So, in a lot of countries, being Asian is considered the minority, but Mm -hmm. here in Vancouver, it's considered the majority. Yeah. So... Yeah, I also never experienced, like, prejudice or discrimination, especially because I went to an all-Chinese school and (laughs) elementary school, so it would be kind of weird if I did, but (laughs) because you'd be offending your own culture. Yeah. And I think we were really lucky in that sense, Mm -hmm. even though, I mean, I'm sure we would have been all right. (laughs) No, I'm sure, like, I'm not saying that humanity is terrible and, like, people are mean, but I'm just saying, like, it was nice to be raised in that environment where you didn't really have to worry about that stuff. Right, Yeah. And now that maybe if we are discriminated against in some way, like we have the tools to be like, oh, we are from different cultures or yeah. like it comes from, yeah, like you said, not having knowledge or not having the education. So yeah, I mean, yeah. we are really lucky to, to live in Vancouver <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but for a whole lot of reasons because it's so multicultural and yeah, very grateful. So your story about Timothy goes school, which by the way was one of my favorite shows. Do you remember how the theme song goes? Oh yeah, of course. I'm not gonna sing it because I have a horrible singing voice, but I'm playing it in my head right now. Like I'm watching, I'm watching the theme. Oh, me too. I'm watching them enter up the hill and like everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's sing it later because I I love that song. (laughs) Um, you didn't bring your inhaler today, so no, I didn't. (laughs) Honestly, if you know, you know. Though if you know that whole this whole drama of me going to the allergy doctor, you're a real homie. How many people know the story? Not that many. I would say maybe like you're only the fifth person. What <laughs> an exclusive club to be in. Honestly, truly. Um. Anyway, this isn't about your asthma or potential. <laughs> <Thank> God, <laughs> that could be a whole you other my episode. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think there's a specific doctor just for asthma? Yeah. Oh. Like like you, allergists are oh, asthma doctors. Oh, is asthma an allergy? Well, it's cuz And then we yeah, talked yeah, about asthma for like, like 10 minutes, so I had to cut it out. I'm okay, back to the episode. Um back to Timothy Goes <laughs> to School, an excellent show, loved it. And it makes me think about how can we how can we teach kids to be more open-minded about oh, different yeah, cultures? Oh totally, yeah, totally. Like maybe like culture day at school? I think that's the standard one, right? Didn't your school have one? Um, probably. Well, we're all from the same culture, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it would just be, like, everyone bring Chinese food. You know it's so interesting, though? Okay, so when I so when I went to school in the Philippines, we would have culture day, and your grade was assigned, like, a country. So oh. it didn't matter what yours was. So I think in grade five, we were, in, grad, in grade five, we were China. And people went all out. We decorated, like, the hallways with, like, bamboo, and we had like, these, like, fake mm-hmm. pandas. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Grade five, we were China. Grade six. I remember one year we were Australia. I don't know if that was grade 6 or grade 7. But one year we were definitely Australia. And I don't remember what the other year was. But it was basically on the grade to, like, do research and, like, do research about, like, their culture, like, celebrities, like, what food, like, what a typical day would look like there and, like, decorate your classroom, like, based on that country. And you, all day you would, kind of, it was like a tour kind of. So you went from class to class and you, like, tried food from whatever country oh. that class was, like, representing. Oh, so wow. it was cool because it, even if you, like, I'm not Australian, I, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was cool because, like, it forced, it didn't, yeah, it, like, forced us to, like, research about other countries. I really like that. Yeah. It this really is in elementary school that you did this? or Yeah, in the Philippines, so, like, grade five, um, six, seven. Okay. I remember in, in high school we had something a little bit, maybe, maybe not similar, but um, in foods, in grade nine, we had, <gasps> did you take foods in grade nine? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so we, we had, yeah, basically everyone would bring, like, a different food food from a different culture and then we'd yeah, go yeah, yeah. around and pick food but I like there was some miscommunication I didn't know oh, <laughs> as always <laughs> but I didn't know you're supposed to bring a food from your own culture which makes the most sense <laughs> <laughs> What did you bring? um I told my mom to like bring her signature dish which is spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair your mom grew up in the Philippines and I feel like Filipino spaghetti is different that's totally true, but this is like definitely the most like this is like, not what this is like the whitest kind of <laughs> the most um like North American spaghetti, you know. And I remember bringing it to class and everyone was like a little confused. <laughs> no one questioned. Was me. that in your class? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Because you would have called me out on it. I definitely would've <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. And I didn't <laughs> it honestly, like maybe like a year later. I realized it hit you a year later. A year it later, it didn't hit you in the moment because you know what? What like actually? Um, so another girl in our grade. So she brought uh, she brought Chinese food. Yeah, but I thought she was like completely white. So I was like, oh yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't matter what culture you can bring whatever. Oh. But then later I, I learned that she's half Asian. So. <laughs> um, so that's when I realized, oh, you're supposed to bring food from your own, own culture. culture. And I just anyway. I wasn't. <laughs> I barely don't understand instructions, but but that was cool. I, I liked doing that because yeah. food is such a big part of your cultural identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 good stuff. So this podcast is about well being, as you know, and I wanted to tie in why we're talking about open mindedness in terms of what that has to do for your own well being and. I think being open minded really helps you to strengthen your own relationships. Cause maybe when you meet someone that's from a totally different culture. But if you're a more open-minded person, you're more willing to get to know them and oh, yeah, totally. learn more about them and not let your judgments or, or biases get in the way of like yeah. having connection with someone. So we're seeing how uh like being open minded like brings more positive emotions because from deeper relationships you get more joy, <laughs> more happiness. So and also just getting to learn more. I think that's like the number one thing for me that gives me like the most meaning is like getting to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think in order to learn, you have to be open-minded because learning is about gaining new information. And if you're narrow-minded and you're saying, oh, this is the right way and not letting yourself learn new things, then that gets in the way of like really growing as a person. So I feel like, especially in university, I've learned Just being exposed to more things and different cultures and different people's stories, I feel like my relationships are just stronger Mm -hmm. because I'm more – I can soften, like, my own judgment that maybe, like, I've internalized for my entire life and be able to put that aside. I think also, like, in terms of, like, making new friends and meeting people, like, if you were to meet someone who – I don't know, that's, like, the only thing coming to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's, like, a little Ethiopia in L.A. that I drive by all the time. But anyway, (laughs) if I met somebody... I actually have a cousin from Ethiopia. Um, Oh, related? Well, she's adopted. But, I like, I'm related to her. Yeah. She's, like, my uncle's daughter. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so, like, if I were to meet someone from Ethiopia, like, I've never personally had Ethiopian food, but I feel like it would be nice if I was like, oh, like, hey, like, would you mind taking me to an Ethiopian restaurant or, like, making me some food and we can, like, share it? Because, like, one that's, like, learning on my part, but then, too, it kind of, like, like, I don't know, to hear that somebody's interested in your own culture, like, I think that automatically puts that person in a good light because it shows that, like, they want to get to know you on, like, a deeper level, kind of, like, where you come from, like, and all that stuff versus, like, Mm. oh, wow, like, your cat, you know, which also could foster a great conversation, but it's just, like, it's just a lot more deeper, and it's less superficial. Yeah, I feel like. Because for a lot of people, like, culture is such a huge part of their identity. Yeah. So it's saying that, oh, by learning, wanting to learn about your culture, I want to get to know you better. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think, maybe a little bit different than than culture, but, like, open-mindedness to meeting people that maybe you have different viewpoints with. Or oh, yeah. Maybe people you, you meet and Like, you, different beliefs. Or- yeah. Like, maybe you don't get along with, from the very beginning, but being open-minded to, oh, maybe... My opinion might change. Mm-hmm. There's this quote that I really like. That's like, if I feel like I don't like someone at first, I must get to know them better. Oh, that's actually so nice. Yeah, and I've never heard that before. But that's really sweet. Because right? it's easy to be like, okay, they they have like this totally different value than me. Yeah. Like, oh, we're not gonna get along, kind of thing. But then, like, really challenging yourself to be like, can you dive deeper into figuring mm-hmm. out what you do have in common? Because yeah. chances are you're gonna find something you have There's in There's gotta be something, otherwise we're all human i mean of course we like love the same things fear the same things yeah that's really cool i think also like exposing yourself to new beliefs one of my one of my really good friends her name is gabby um and she's maybe i'm getting this completely wrong
1: but if <laughs> she can this. This
0: later. <laughs> but i feel she's always been really interested in like different religions and like different faiths mm. um and i was helping her she was moving the other day and i was helping her clean out her room and i was like why do you have all these books on like Buddhism, like, yoga, like, did you take a class? And she was, like, no, like, I was just really interested one day. So she just got these books. And I'm, like, oh, love that. Cool. And it's just, it's just really nice because she, like, she knows a lot about, like, different, like, beliefs and different faiths. And I feel like I can always go to her to talk about it because, one, like, because she's not necessarily from that faith, she just wanted to inform herself. She can give a really, like, unbiased opinion. She just kind of tells me, like, what it's about, like, what it's like. And it's just nice to like, have her as a friend and, like, be that resource. And it's just nice to – it's also nice to be friends with people who aren't afraid to, like, expose themselves and, like, aren't afraid to, like, challenge themselves with what they're used to. So in this episode, we talked a lot about personal stories of traveling, and that's what helped us to learn more about different cultures. But we're not saying that you have to go on a 100-day cruise (laughs) to learn about – to be more open-minded – yeah, we're not telling you to head on to booking.com right now. Book your flight. Although, now that I'm thinking of it, a travel tip my mom always told me is that you're, if you're buying, like, a full fare flight, you should always look on a Tuesday because that's the day flights are cheapest. Tuesday? Tuesdays. Yeah, that's what my um, mom says. I don't know. You know, this is, you probably know this already, but apparently the cheapest day to fly is
1: 9-11. Oh, I
0: actually did not know that. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Because mm-hmm, people, you know. Are terrified and, like, superstitious yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Tomorrow. So, I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, one week into school, I'm just going to you know, jet day. off. Yeah. Cheap uh, flights, right? <laughs> and then I'm going to return on 9-11 the following the year. The following year. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a tight budget. <laughs> I haven't because, told my parents yet. <laughs> because traveling for a year would be cheaper than the actual airfare of year. I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah. We just want to recognize that, like, obviously not everyone has had or like will have the opportunity to like travel so much or just like up and leave like maybe you have a really busy work schedule or maybe you're focusing on saving your finances for like something else um like everyone has their own situation um but obviously like physically leaving your home is not the end-all be-all way of like exposing yourself and like challenging yourself and like training yourself to be more open-minded there's some really great ways locally too I think one of the really best ways and the simplest thing you can do to learn more about a culture is like having um, like authentic like foods of that culture. So for example, let's say you don't know a lot about Chinese like China, like Chinese language, like all that stuff, I know I would not recommend going to Panda Express. <laughs> that would not be my first, although it's lovely food. It's I love it good. Oh, no, yeah, I love Panda. I love it. My mom loves it. Like, my mom takes the, like, the spicy sauce, like, in, to go in her bag, so she always has it ready. Classic Bambi. Uh, <laughs> not Christine. <laughs> Christine um, would never think to do that. <laughs> um, but, no, yeah, I think another great way is just to look, like, within your community for any events that are happening. Like, I know, Lauren, last summer or, like, a few summers ago, you went to the Latin American Festival mm-hmm. in Vancouver. You want to talk about that? Oh yeah, it was so great because I've never been to Latin America, and there's so many different food stands and like performances, and even the way that people were dressed. Mm. It was like I was in Latin America, basically. Uh, Yeah, so (laughs) I don't need to go anymore. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even like Italian Day or oh yeah yeah yeah, or like Greek Day, no. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. There's even like a Japanese like heritage Mm -hmm. cultural center that you can go to. The night market. Go to to the the night market. (laughs) Totally. That's a great example. Yeah. There's so many, and we're lucky in Vancouver that there are events, like, built up for, or are set up for us to do that. And I think because there's so many cultures in Vancouver, like, it's all pretty authentic. Like, even at the night market, I went with another LFA grad, Valerie. Shout out. Um, And she went on an exchange in South Korea, like, a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we were at the night market, she was saying that a lot of the Korean food stands were, like, really authentic. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was the same street food that she was eating when she was in Korea. Oh, wow. Yeah. Richmond Night Market is... Place to be. Apparently. <laughs> this Told is the best place in the world. Honestly, yeah. This keeps going back to Richmond. <laughs> um, with it, there are a lot of rabbits in Richmond just running around. You've just yeah, seen me videos. okay. Honestly, we're not going to include this. <laughs> and then we do. talked about the wild rabbits in Richmond for like 15 minutes, so I had to cut it out. This is pretty indicative of Karina and I's friendship. Okay, let's get back to it. Um, yeah. I think other ways, just like talking to people from different cultures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the best way of learning. And I think like people from different cultures, like maybe they spoke like a different language before English, so the manner in which they speak to you is really indicative of like what they have emphasis on. Like, I, this, maybe you can cut this out, <laughs> but I like read this article about, or maybe it was a TED Talk, how like somebody who speaks Spanish versus somebody who speaks German, they ask them to describe like, a bridge, and someone in Spanish said, who spoke native Spanish, said, oh, the bridge is so beautiful, and then someone who spoke German was like, oh, the bridge looks very strong, so, like, a more Mm. feminine versus masculine thing, and it just, it's, like, indicative of, like, what's important in that culture or, like, how that culture thinks about, like, the world around them, if that Mm. makes sense. So that's also a really interesting way to kind of, like, analyze other people, I guess. Totally. All right, so... We'll leave off with that. I yeah. guess. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Great yeah. time. What? Thank you. I am thankful. No, it's just funny because usually, like, I'm the one to say it first, oh. and then I guess it will be like, "Thanks for having me, Lauren." But I guess role reversal here. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> for being, being here you. for the second time. That's really fun. Yeah, you you really opened my eyes to think more about like my own culture and different cultures. So, thank you so much you're welcome <laughs> thanks <laughs> you're welcome i guess <laughs> always love spending time with you it's great uh, <laughs> we're gonna go get sushi after this so yeah with our friend shannon shout out to shannon <laughs> okay so if you like this episode then let me know you can subscribe on spotify or the apple podcast app make sure you like the facebook page she will be posting and they can leave comments no oh yeah you Reviews? can leave Mm-hmm. you yeah. can leave a rating review I should just let you do this part of the show. (laughs) That's all I know. Okay, great. So, yeah, we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.